Benfica Podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica Independent. Uh, BenficaIndependent.com is a site where you can find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidade, if that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidade, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the modalidade on BTV, you can now catch the recaps and also modalidade talk on Befigan Pennant, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles, uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between uh, Befigan uh, Pennant the only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Benfica Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão do culto. A coragem que é invernável, que é crer, que é mental, que é o caráter das pessoas. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Befiga podcast, episode number 410. And on episode 410, we put a bow in this 2021 season. Uh, it's been quite a lengthy season. If you guys have been uh, listening to our podcast the past few weeks, you know that I personally have been um, craving for the season to end. Uh, so it is with, with great excitement that I'm here to record this podcast today. Uh, with me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano, como é que é, amigo? What's going on, Alfredo, Dave, all you listeners? Thank you guys for putting up with us through a very long season, um, very disappointing season. And as you said, I'm looking forward to putting a wrap in this one. As you know, Alfredo, I, I believe I speak in my sleep. I love to talk. And I love to talk Benfica. I love to talk sports. I love to talk anything, really. But, yeah, I think even in this, uh, even, even with this subject of matter, I think I, I, I need a little break. Yeah. Dave, how are you doing? You feeling you need a little break also? Yeah, I don't know what bows you're talking about to put on the end of this season. I'm ready to get the nails and uh, put the nails in the coffin and bury this, uh, this season. And let's never talk about uh, this season ever again after uh, tonight's episode. Yeah, that's right. I, I wrote on Twitter that it was a season to forget, but um, from a simplistic way, it is. Uh, from a more in-depth way, uh, this is a season that you want to remember of uh, the mistakes that were made and, and some of the the moves that were made that didn't work out. And hopefully you could learn lessons from it. And I think that's that's what I, it, you know, when you look at it, it, to forget, yes, to forget as a, you know, third place, uh, no cups whatsoever, uh, no Champions League, uh, and it was just, it was abysmal. Uh, but certainly there's a lot of things that you could take away and that you can improve on. Well, I hope as the fans, I mean, I'm being honest, I hope 
we don't remember. I hope I hope we forget all about this season. I hope it's one of those seasons we never want to talk about again. But I do hope that the people in charge that they remember. I hope those people, because at the end of the day, Ilza Conto, those people need to not repeat the same mistakes. They need to improve. They need to make sure that what the hell happened when this disastrous year, that, that it doesn't happen again. I think they're the ones that need to remember it more than us. As the fans, man, as you said, Alfredo, whether it's a bow, whether it's a nail in the court, we want to put this season behind us, and hopefully we don't go through anything very similar in the near future, man. This is one of those that we absolutely want to forget. And I can understand when people say, no, you want to remember because you don't want to commit the same mistake twice. Well, if you commit the same mistake twice, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? You're just a burro. Uh, so uh, those well, that, people need to pay attention. That, that <laughs> might tie into our uh, keep loan sell uh, segment later on. Uh, if you make the same mistake more than once, uh, you're a buru because there's uh, going to be a lot of burus up for sale uh, when we uh, recap the end of season squad here. Cristiano likes to word, use that word buru in many forms. Buru when it's just mankush and buru when you're dumb. So it's cavals against burus. <laughs> Buru is one of those very versatile words, you know? It's like another Almeida. You can use them in every different situation, in every different scenario. Buru fits fits all, you know, any type of sentence, any type of expression, right? I think Buru is a spectacular word. I, I love I love donkeys. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Trabalhaste que nem um burro. Yeah. It's a, ver it's a very versatile word. You could use Epa. it in many ways. This burro, man. Yo, you're the man, though. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different ways. A lot of different ways you can use that word. But nonetheless, uh, I, look, some people might actually consider it a, an upgrade because we went from monkus to burros. You know? It's been monkus for many what, years. Now it's burros, the new, the new word. What is the uh, the other uh, famous expression in Portuguese? Vozes de burros não chegam ao céu. <laughs> There's another tidbit of uh, of Portuguese for those of you that uh, are not familiar with the little uh, sayings in Portugal. But anyway, uh, episode 410 uh, brings you uh, the cup final uh, recap. Uh, we'll also hand out or you know award our season uh, awards, and we'll have our our very popular end of season segment. Sell, loan, or keep. Uh, and I, I'll be honest, uh, disclaimer, when we do that, we may end up, when I do mine, we may end up with five players left on a roster. <laughs> so be be careful. But anyway. Um, <laughs> when you're done with Alfredo's buy, sell, keep, you're going to need another $120 million to, to, to re reinforce the squad next year. Just to get a starting 11. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, strap in. Um, if you're somewhere, uh, if you're at home listening to this, uh, go, go grab some popcorn and, and grab some beer because this is this is going to be a might be a long one, might be the longest one of the season. But uh, th that's that's what we're here for. And I think that, like I said, it's with great excitement that I that I press record and start this podcast. Uh, certainly, uh, there hasn't been much excitement in the past uh, in the past uh, podcast, but here we are. Let's start with the Spraga game. Uh, but if he could travel to Coimbra to play uh, the Portuguese Cup final, uh, is the second year in a row that uh, that the game is held in Coimbra. I think last year was held in Coimbra also, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Um, so, Benfica with Braga. I'll give you the lineup. Helton, uh, Murato, Otamendi, and Vertão across the back. Uh, Weigel and Trapped in the middle. Pizzi, Everton on one side. Seferovic um, up top. Uh, nothing really... Uh, Surprising here in terms of a lineup. 
I we won't bore you too uh, too much with with the the game details, and it's probably a game that a lot of people would like to forget. Um, but let's just say that the game was 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 heavily influenced or heavily affected by uh, the 17 minute uh, ejection of uh, of Helton late. Um, you know, we could we could go down a lot of avenues in terms of analyzing the play. Was there contact? Yes, it was like contact. Uh, so if you want to make an argument whether there's contact or not, there's definitely argue, there, there's contact. There's no camera angle that shows that there was no contact. There's there's contact. Every camera angle that we've seen is contact. The touch by Ruiz is going away from goal. It's it's for me it's very hard. And as somebody that's that's a, a certified referee. Um, that's never a red card because he's going away from goal. And when he touches the ball past, past Helton late, there's two Benfica defenders that are trailing back that could have very well closed the angle on the goal once Ruiz gets the ball back at a diminished Ruiz. angle. Yeah, Ruiz. Is it not? Abel, yeah. Abel Ruiz. Abel, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Abel Ruiz. You're talking about Brian Ruiz. That's that's another guy. Uh, you got me all confused when you said Ruiz. I'm like, wait, uh, yeah, but I probably, yeah, you're right. Abel, yeah. 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 So um it's it's definitely it's a foul. It's not a red card. Uh and here we go. Back to the VAR. We're hoping that the, the and I think that the, the referee does the referee does what his instinct is in the middle of the game, uh, right? Or in the game, and he says well, I'm going to give a red because that's my feeling and let the VAR correct me because that's what the VAR is there for, to change whether it's a yellow or a red. So at this point, I don't know if I could uh, blame the referee because the VAR could have said, hey, you know what? I'm not sure. Why don't you go look at the TV monitors and see what kind of angle the guy was that's in I was gonna ask and then you, decide? Alfredo, sticking along those lines, do you, because again, you're a referee, so you know. Do you have to give out a card before going to the video? Or could you just said, wait, let me go to the video and then I'll, I'll award my, my, whatever, my punishment. Whether no, it's a yellow you, or you, a red. You give out a card because so you have to make that assessment first before going to the video. I thought you could wait. No, you give out a card because one of the moments in which you could go to the VAR is to correct a card, oh, okay. a color of a card. So it. if your first instinct is to give a red, and obviously, depending on what angle he's looking at the play, then he, all of a sudden he says, okay, well, I gave a red. Let the VAR correct me on whether or not is the right angle, whether it's it's a – we call it a dog so. It's denying a goal-scoring opportunity. Uh, that's the term that the referees use, a dog so. Um, so let the VAR correct me. And the VAR could have said, well, you know what? By the images, it looks like he's going away from goal. Um, i tell you what. Why don't you go look at it, go on the monitors, and you make the decision yourself, right? We don't think that it's a yellow or it could be up for argument. He never went to the monitor. As far as I can remember, the referee never went to the monitor. So the red was uh, was enforced. Elton Late came out. Uh, Vlakudim was winning goal. A pizza came out, so on and so forth. And then after that, the game unraveled, uh, right? So you can make an argument that uh, that that play affected the game, which it did. Uh, but also you can make the argument that Benfica played against Porto, uh, uh, the last Portuguese Cup, against a 10-man Porto for 60 minutes. 
and Porto won the game. Um, so th there's different arguments that you, that you can make, but time and time again, and, and I think that this is this game is is a perfect um, is a perfect example of what Befica's season has been. Uh, is that we don't have the talent to overpower or to uh, beat teams, even with 10 men. It's very simple. Uh, Cristiano has mentioned it. I've mentioned it. The level of caliber of players in this Benfica team is just not good enough. Uh, so, and I'm not a, a JJ defender by, by any means. Uh, and I know that a lot of the players that were brought in was what is avail. Some not, but the majority, I would say, yes. Even Gilberto, yes. Uh, but you have to think uh, that if, you know, if you don't have eggs, you can't make omelets. Uh, and this is not me defending JJ, but certainly if the caliber of players is not at the height that we expect, then you really can't expect much from the team. And people will say, yeah, I mean, we look at our roster and our roster up and down position for position. We're better than both Sporting and Porto. Could be, could be. But time and time again, don't tell me that that Tavares is the quality to play for this Mifika team. Don't tell me that Chiquinho has the quality to play for, for this Mifika team. Among other guys, um, you know, and I'm not shitting on those guys, but, but, but certainly there's a lot of guys that leave a lot to desire. Gabriel, for example, one of them. Uh, so... Point being, and that I'm trying to make, and, I, and I'll let Cristiano add his, his five cents or ten cents, whatever he wants to add. Um, Befica just not wasn't good enough this season. Uh, and yes, there are some 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 coaching um, shortcomings also, uh, because he's not free of blame, right? But I think overall, when you look at the quality of this team, when you look at the depth of this team, Benfica, this Benfica team uh, leaves a lot to desire. When you when you compare this team against the team that JJ had his first year, night and day, night and day. Cristiano, um, I don't want to I don't want to get much much longer into the game. Mistake by Vlaco Dimos, um, mistake by Rafa. Uh, Benfica got caught at a time in the second goal at a time that they were trying to push forward. Uh, I know that Vlakovic made a lot of saves in the second half that kept Mefica the score tight, but certainly that mistake—that's just that's like second, third division amateurish type of stuff. Not from a guy that is a goalkeeper for a national team. And Cristiano, um, this just inf just improve just enforces the point that JJ made the decision on who we thought was the best goalie, and really Vlakovic proved them right. <sighs> I was I was actually enjoying sitting back and listening to you. I don't want to call it a rant, but I think it took uh, for the last game of this disastrous season for for us to finally hear Alfredo and his thoughts. Because normally, uh, Dave, he passes that ball to you and I and lets us hang ourselves. And now, we finally, let Alfredo uh, share some of his inner thoughts. So I was I was actually enjoying that, Alfredo. Um, look, I think there was contact. There was very minimal contact. I think Helton grazed them just just enough, right? My only argument on the whole play is normally you get those types of red cards when a guy's going in on goal, but 
he kind of got a long touch on it. He was going towards the corner flag. And I know he's still outside the box, but he wasn't going in on goal. He was going more to that. So does that warrant a red card? Does that warrant a yellow? That's the question. Now, once I saw the referee, guys, once the red card came out and I seen him walking towards the VAR, I mean, come on, Dave. I, I thought the guy could have spared us two minutes because we all knew there was no way in hell they were going to overturn that. There was no way that that was going to happen. Now, I've praised Helton somewhat throughout the season. I, I thought he's done a much better job in certain aspects of the game than, than Flacco Dimas has. And I've told you guys for years that I don't think Flacco Dimas is anything special. He's a great guy. Great guy. Really nice guy. He's very friendly, very educated. I like the guy. Nice chap. But again, you being a nice guy and you being a top goalkeeper is two different things. Um, and I just thought that, you know, Helton could have judged it a little bit better as well. He came out. Was it too soon? I don't know. But he kind of got caught halfway there too. But nonetheless, I, I still think the referee could have possibly given out a yellow. But you know, against Benfica all year long, it's gone against Benfica. It's not going to change now in the final. Um, and then you have Lacodimos comes in, Alfredo. It's very disappointing because Benfica were actually hanging in there. And again, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a dominant, a dominating Benfica by any stretch of the imagination. They weren't possess, you know, they were dominated possession. None of the above, but they did have a couple of chances there towards the end of the first half. Um, you could tell Benfica was holding their own, and then to get that that goal, it just sucked all the air out of the balloon. And I think when you get a goal like that on a mistake by a goalkeeper, as you're, you know, about to go into the to, to the locker room for the halftime whistle, it's gonna be very devastating for you know it, it's just going to be a huge blow to the team um and so i just think that benfica had what you know they did what they had to do wasn't a great benfica better stretch of imagination i know a lot of you people are have your you know pitchforks out and your knife sharpened ready to go at the coach but i, I don't care what coach that is when you go into a final and your goalkeeper uh or another player gets a red card uh 16 minutes into the game it's going to change the all outlook of the game so I think from that moment on, things were compromised. But yeah, Benfica never looked, even before that, they never looked like to be in control of the game. And again, it's early. You know how it is. Uh, the old saying, primeiros 15 minutes são pós-pardais. It's just, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just so utterly disappointed to see what's happened to this team. We were confident coming into this, to the final. I know it's been a, a you know, terrible year as far as you know champions league even you don't believe to a certain extent and then you're looking at the domestic campeonato it's been atrocious and as i told you guys on one of the last podcasts i was on with you guys which was um you know this this could 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 you know with the win in the tasa it could go from arguably one of the worst years ever to you know okay it was a terrible year but you know all right there's some positives there, there's there's absolutely nothing positive about this and it's the only positive thing about this whole thing is that it's over. It's that it's over and that we hope that there's major changes coming next year, whether it be to the front office, coaching staff, players, whatever. We need major changes. Benfica cannot go into a season like this again. Benfica and all you Benficistas need to stop with this nonsense of getting kids, whether it be – bro, I don't care if they're Portuguese, Chinese, Italian. I, don't, I want the very best player possible. And the problem is, Alfredo, you said a minute ago or five minutes ago before I started talking that, you know, this team that JJ took over now is a far cry from the team that he took over way back when in his first stint with Benfica. Well, Benfica has been year after year subtracting talent. We're talking about fantastic talent and just adding subpar players. So, bro, it's going to be thin. And that's what's happened. It's finally caught us in the ass, right? And you want to blame it on JJ? Fine. Look, I, I bl JJ deserves a lot of the blame. But I think this is one of those 
you know, every, I mean, everybody except the people, the poor, you know, guys who take care of the equipment, the equipment men, everybody else is to blame. Everybody else has to take some responsibility for what's happened for this disastrous year. Players, coaching staff, directors, you name it. It just is very, very, very few things that you could take from this year that was positive. I mean, Vigo turning things around was a positive. Uh, Sverovic, I guess, uh, finishing second in the league was a positive, right? Uh, it, but there's there's very, very few positives on this team. Yeah. And, and Dave, as Cristiano has mentioned, I think that there's there's been a clear uh, disinvestment in this team. Uh, and I think it all starts with JJ's departure, right? Because then... Um, the the route in which we were going to go after JJ was that we were no longer going to spend uh, money on guys, but we were going to depend on what was at the Seychelles. And that that's one of the reasons why Huvitori was brought in and one of the directs, directs, directives that he was given was to integrate the players from Seychelles. So after that, there was a huge disinvestment in a team. And we saw gradually the team, the team drop it, dropping. Uh, the poor performances in, in Europe year and year again, the 5 nothing to Basilea, whatever. Um, and now all of a sudden, we got a, a record uh, amount of money being spent on this year. Um, I mean, is, can you find any other words to explain how you feel about this season? I mean, we've got the record amount of money spent in the season, but if you like Cristiano says, where uh, the amount of disinvestment uh, from the past five seasons, it's not going to just be made up in one transfer uh, transfer market uh, like was done this uh, this past season, right? And once again, we can buy all the strikers in the world. There's other gaping holes that uh, are are uh, required to be filled on this uh, this squad. Um, but, uh, here we are at the other, at the end of another season and we'll see what kind of money gets spent, uh, this off season coming up, whether or not it's going to be another record, uh, breaking, uh, transfer markets for Benfica, or do we go with uh, a kind of hybrid approach where we get some of these guys from smaller clubs in Portugal and integrate them with, uh, one or two, uh, bigger signings from outside of the Portuguese market. I don't know if we have the money to go invest in the same manner that we invested at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I doubt. I I mean, I think with COVID, the, the disastrous season we've had. No gate receipts. Yeah. A whole I, year. No more be than fun a whole us. year. No be fun as being sold. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I I think Benfica is going to strengthen themselves. It's going to be on very low, cheap players, and it's going to be a lot of players in the Portuguese league. I think that's the only way they're going to do it. I just don't see the big marquee signings. You're not going to get the Evertons or the Darwins, and unless somebody's dumb enough, a burro pops up and ready to take Darwin away. You know, it was impressed by something. I don't know what that could be, but was impressed by something that they saw this year and they want to acquire him. Um, it just, I, you know, Rafa. He's in the Euro squad, maybe performs well in the Euro, might get some value, might get 25, 30 mil. I mean, I just don't see where are the players on this roster that are going to generate enough income to cover 
the losses from this past year, because trust me, the salaries are very high. It's, it's just, it's like I've mentioned, it's, it was the disastrous on the field, off the field. So I don't see where the money is going to come in to, to, to cover those losses and then still have enough money to go out and invest heavily. Yeah. I just don't see it. I hope they pull a rabbit out of their ass. Um, I just don't, I don't uh, see, well, I don't see where that's coming from. Number one, they're going to need to qualify desperately for the Champions League to, to capitalize on some of that money. That That's a must. If Benfica doesn't make it to the Champions League, I I, I fear for what could happen to uh, the club this, uh, this upcoming season in terms of the amount that you're going to be able to invest and the amount of uh, talent that you're going to be, be able to bring along. One season plus without gate receipts, which is, uh, I mean, if you know the attendance figures at Saluluj, you know there was always 50-plus, unless it was a Tasa de Liga game midweek. Uh, that is a huge chunk of revenue that the club has uh, just not been able to cash in. Uh, and, I, you know, and I know that all the other clubs were in the same manner, but after $100 million investment, $150 million investment, whatever it was, uh, you had absolutely no financial return in terms of competition money, uh, in terms of prize money, uh, and even the poor performance by the team, you didn't really increase the value of a lot of players. Because when you're a champion, there's a lot of teams that are looking at the players on a championship side. Uh, without being a championship team, and really what not a lot of players really standing out in this team, there's not a lot of teams looking around at Benfica right now in order to buy a player. And if they are, is the players that already have names like everything like that. Like but it's not Julian even Bible. that, Alfredo. Alfredo, it's not – look, that, that's part of the problem. No one really stood out. Um, no one's really making anyone else trip over themselves to try to come and acquire any of these guys at Benfica. And the very few that are right there, COVID is really strained. Everybody's finances, clubs, finances throughout world, world football. I mean, you're looking at Inter Milan, Juve, Barcelona. These teams are trying to cut their wage, but asking players for to take a reduction and, you know, to take a pay cut, like up to 40%, like even the biggest of the biggest, with the exception of the Man Cities and the, and the PSGs, who these people have oil money. These guys got more money than God, right? every team's really going to be struggling financially. So there isn't going to be that money, that much money thrown around this year. And if it is, it's going to be teams that are going to be like, okay, to give you an example, right? Okay. I really, I've always liked uh, Rafa, right? I've always thought he's an exceptional player. You know, Benfica had a terrible year. They invested a bunch of money. They need money. Oh, maybe we can finally go get that guy on the cheap. So it's not going to be anything overpaid. It's going to be teams that are going to try to acquire talent that they've always liked on the cheap because they know that there's not a lot of money and that clubs are in dire need of, of that cash flow yeah. injection. So that all to me indicates there's not going to be, yeah, there's going to be two, three, four teams that do have the bankroll. There's going to be a couple of players that are going to go out, but not, nothing yeah. compared to what we've seen in previous years. Yeah, for sure that Benfica has lost their bargaining power with the season that we've had. And, and then in terms of, needing money now clubs do know that in the same manner that they knew well they just picked up 120 uh, from the Juan Felix uh, uh, sell uh, let's uh, let's sell you a 21 year old from the second division in Spain for 25 million they're not going to say no they're going to buy him and sure did but uh, but anyway uh, 
yeah, so it, it is a disaster season, and I think that um, there's not enough words to to describe it. And as we've said here on the podcast, there's 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 quite a few parties that are are, are to blame: uh, president, the coach, uh, the team, and as Cristiano mentioned, maybe even everyone. In terms of, I think that Rui Costa certainly. Uh, I mean, if you're fig, if you're a figurehead, certainly some blame has to fall on you. And at some point within the next couple of weeks, you need to be making a public appearance, right? Because when when Rui Costa came out at, at halfway season, at the halfway point, he did say, at the end of the season, fazemos contas, and then we'll come out and and we'll we'll say something, we'll, we'll address the fans. So I'm I'm waiting for that. Uh, or I think we're all waiting for that for, for whenever that comes, but certainly a, an abysmal season for Benfica. Uh, but even though we had an abysmal uh, season, uh, there's still some awards to, to give out. Uh, and, and I'll list the awards that I have here that we always do. Uh, so best defender, best midfielder, best attacker, uh, breakout slash surprise player of the season, disappointment of the season, and MVP. Um, I guess I could start. You guys ready? You guys have your choices? All right. Um, for me, best defender, Otamendi. Chris. That that's probably the easiest decision you're gonna make all year. Uh, or or as far as our little game here, that's the easiest one. Otamendi, hands down. And anyone that ever doubted this guy's professionalism, shame on you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, he he had a a rough start of, of his Benfica career, but throughout the season. And uh, no wonder he was given the captain's armband. Dave, best defender yeah. for you. Yeah, three out of three, Altamendi for uh, me as well. Uh, I'll put my hand up and say that uh, I was not one that was pleased with the uh, the signing and uh, the integration of Altamendi with our, to our squad. But uh, I also like to be proven wrong. And boy, did he ever uh, prove uh, myself wrong this year. And you can tell by the end of the season, he was one of the few players that would actually uh, fight for this uh, this squad and for this team. So uh, for that, uh, Otamendi, best defender of the season. Yeah. Uh, best midfielder for me is uh, Julian Weigel. Um, and, and the reason why he's the best midfielder for me is because he, he struggled there. <laughs> He's the only uh, one that showed up. Well, he, he struggled there for for a time to uh, to really cement that starting spot, and then when he when he finally cemented, there was games that perhaps him and Otamendi were the only guys that we could really salvage from certain performances uh, from the whole team. Um, so for me, is the midfielder uh, wins the best midfielder award. Christian, ditto. That's it. I mean, who else would you even be stupid enough to try to put in a conversation? Well, Monko Master, maybe. Dude, even, listen, he had a very bad year, you know, when you compare it to his last couple of seasons, even in his terms. He had, I think he had like 15 goals, but still, it wasn't anywhere near the consistency that we've seen PZ play in previous seasons at Benfica. So I think, again, it's another one of those he wins hands down, like because uh, every there was no other competition. Like he won by default. Yeah. So Vigo, Vigo for sure. Dave, I I also have uh, Vigo here, and it's just uh, uh, the transformation that uh, he showed the second half of the season 
Uh, if you recall that uh, all the papers were calling that JJ was looking for a number six at the winter transfer uh, window. And then uh, Vigil just really cemented that, uh, that position for, uh, for himself. And um, yeah, really there hasn't, there wasn't anybody else in that conversation for best uh, midfielder. Yeah. Uh, best attacker uh, for me, Seferovic, it's uh, for as, as many goals as he missed, it's, it's really hard not to give the best attacker to, um, your best goal scorer, uh, and uh, the league's second best uh, goal scorer. Uh, if he only made a quarter or even an eighth of the chances that he missed, uh, we'd be having a, a different conversation. Cristiano, who'd you go with again? Seferro, yeah, I, I do it, Alfredo. How long have I been doing this with you now? Years, right? Very, very many. Uh, <laughs> go many back. I don't, I don't think we've... It's breaking. There's got to be breaking news here. We've never agreed. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're just... It's just, again, by default, right? Is it, it, <laughs> like, by default is the only one that actually... The, the choices are so slim. Yeah. Like, like I told you before, there's very few positives to mention this year. From this past season. And, and look, the way that Otamendi shocked everybody, right? It's a positive. He adapted a lot better than we all thought he would. Some people didn't think he, he was going to come in and sabotage. Especially after his first game. And he had that that that, that trip up against Braga, right? Remember, he lost the ball and they stripped him. He scored third goal. or I believe it was the third goal. Um, people didn't think he was going to do anything, right? They thought he was going to sabotage. Vigo looked like a lost case. And then he turned things around. Positive. Sverovic. The guy had been getting beaten on by everybody for so many years now. And, and he, he actually turned it around. Yeah, did he miss a lot? <laughs> the guy would have had 50, but, hey, nonetheless, he still finished with 20 or whatever, 22? Yeah, 22? 22. Yeah, so, again, one of the very few positives. So, hey, Sefo, hands down, my man. Again, nobody else showed up to compete against you, but, hey, congratulations. You the man. Dave. I'll, I'll pile on and I'll also agree with uh, Seferovic as the best attacker because who else was there up front uh, scoring goals for us? It wasn't uh, Cristiano's uh, boy Darwin. Uh, even though he, he might be crying that he's uh, an honorable mention for best attacker, but uh, it's definitely got to go to Seferovic on this. I mean, I think he was the only other striker between him and Walshman. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, the only other guy I think that was worse than, than Darwin was Walshman. So, I mean, he, again, by the fault. Hey, don't uh, don't take away my my selections coming up for disappointment of the season already. Um, <clears throat> breakout slash surprise player, and I, I I'm really uh, drawing a blank on this one because there was no one really that stood out. Uh, but if I, I if I take a look, at, I mean, I guess you could say Helton was a, a little bit of a surprise because I'd, Cristiano had inside information that over time he would become Benfica's uh, starting goalkeeper. Uh, I was just surprised that he was able to wrestle that that uh, that position away from uh, the starting or or one of the na uh, Greeks national team's uh, keepers. Uh, the other guy that I wanted to look at was probably Gonçalves, uh, but then again, it's not much of an upgrade uh, of an upgrade over Gilbert. <laughs> so I, I think that um, I'll I'll probably give it to uh, to Gonçalves. I had high expectations for Gonçalves, not at the right back position. But I thought that he would get some playing time playing on the right wing because I, I thought that uh, 
his talent suits him more for that position. Uh, but then when you got to compete with players like uh, like Rafa is is going to be uh, it's going to be difficult. But my break, breakout player is going to be I'm going to say Gonçalves. Christian. Uh, Alfredo. A breakout. I'm I'm sorry, bro. Somebody that surprised you this season, for good or for bad. I'll just add oh, that. Wait, but for that, good or for okay. bad. Okay, then that's for not, good or right. for bad. No, not, that's it not can't a breakout. Be, it can't be. For, it can't be for bad because then that's a disappointment. That's okay. Disappointment. So again, breakout. Uh, Sverovic. He turned around after he's been a monkle for the what since he scored 31 goals, whatever. He's been a monkle. So again, uh, it, it, break. There is no breakout player. Yeah. Svetovic, Vigel, Vigel, Vigel was a breakout. How's that? Vigel, Vigel, again, Vigel. There is nobody that like. Oh my God, I didn't see this coming. So Vigel, how's that? I'm a, I'll, I'll switch from Svetovic, Dave, so you can take Svetovic because I know that's your boy, you're like number 14. I'll say Vigel. How's that? <laughs> uh, Alfredo might be uh, cheating off my notes here because I had uh, Gonzalez and uh, Helton late as my uh, breakout players of uh, the season. Just uh, these guys were nowhere near the uh, starting 11 to begin uh, the season and uh, the way they integrated into their uh, positions uh, was, uh, it was uh, definitely a uh, an eye-opening uh, uh, to see those two players and how they finished off the season. See, I can't say Helton because as Alfredo stated before, I, I was expecting that to happen at some time, so I can't really tell you. I was like, and again, I, I like Helton, but I haven't been like, oh my God, this guy is, oh dude, he's the next. Like, you know, I haven't really been shocked. Or, he's a good number two. Know, yeah, he's a, no, but look, even even look, I think if next year with, with with formidable team on the field, I think you're fine for the Portuguese league. I think you're you're in good hands with him, right? But he's not the kind of sexiness that you're gonna be like, hey, you know. I mean, you're just you're content with him. I don't. I think he's a little bit better than a number two, Alfredo. I think it's disrespectful to a guy that's proven that he could play at this level. I have very so high standards, Chris. No, I get it, but he's again. He's and when you he's, when you, he's, when you look at the goalies that Benfica has had in the past four years, I mean, Oblak. That's not four years, bro. The past four years is Varela and is Varela and Vlaco Dimos. Sorry, so, I, I take mean, that I, shit I, back. Okay, don't say four I years. It, I take it back. Past I've, the last 10, 15 years, not even fifteen, but the last ten years from from we went from Arturo to Oblak, Arturo, whatever, Oblak, Ederson, Julio Cesar, I mean Julio Cesar, then Ederson, you were fine, you know, for that five six year span, you were more than fine, but again, let's not compare the last four, bro, because this guy is a huge upgrade on Varela, and and I believe he's a huge upgrade on on Helton, so I mean on um Dima, so yeah. So Dave, just because you you're accusing me of cheating, I'm gonna let you go on the next one. Disappointment of the of the season. Disappointment of the season. I've also got it split between Darwin and uh, Walt Schmidt. These are are two of the three uh, big summer signings, and uh, the way that uh, they ended off the season just were never consistent uh, up front. Darwin, it seems like he was getting paid uh, by assist and not by by goals uh, scored. And uh, just got to hope for better uh, better times ahead for both of these players because it was a uh, total disappointment for both of them. Chris? I still think Darwin supersedes everything. 
doesn't matter that Everton for 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 you know ninety percent of the season was sleepwalking. Doesn't matter that Walshmit was nowhere near anything we anticipated. Darwin is hands down the biggest disappointment in the Portuguese league by a wide country mile. When you spend a record fee, a league record fee on a striker, the guy's got to come in and, and be a little bit better than than the assist king. That's not why they spent that type of money. He is a huge disappointment, the biggest on the club by far. Yeah. Um, well, you you guys know I'm not going to say Darwin, uh, and not because I kind of I, I had expectations for the guy, and I had a a lot more patience for him than you guys did. Uh, but I I think that yes, if you look at at how much money Benfica spent on him, yes, using that, but you also can't forget that he's a 20 year old coming from the Spanish second division. Oh. How many ex- how many expectations were put on a guy like that? Who's the, big, who's the bigger disappointment between Darwin and RDT? Who's uh who's a bigger disappointment so far? Alfredo, hold on, hold on, Alfredo, <laughs> Alfredo. You go to Route Twenty Two Nissan and you buy a Ferrari for one hundred and twenty thousand, right? You expect the mother, you expect that at least to be able to, you know, put your foot on the gas and then to take off, right? You expect that at the very... It's a Ferrari, right? Hey, that's what you paid for. No. And you step on a guy and the wheels fall off. You, you, I don't care, my man. It's no, a huge no, no, disappointment. No. All right? I, I'll give you a you better paid, analogy. You paid for... that's da- the right analogy. It is a... Da- because that's what you paid for. You paid for a Ferrari and you got a Nissan. All right. Let, right? Is, you this, paid for a horse and you got a burro for <laughs> for 25 million euros. That's what you did. You got a donkey. You know what I mean? Get out of here. Yo, yo. But listen... Listen, uh, I, I have a better analogy, right? The analogy was to go Route 22 Nissan, right? And there's a brand, a brand new brand of cars made in uh, Russia, right? Oh, Great why, shiny yo, car. I'm not look- saying that about Russia. I ain't getting <laughs> shot or poisoned. You better, yo, guys, this is Alfredo Fuma. Cristiano Oliver has nothing to do with this, with this stupid idea that he's throwing out there. I love my Ruskies, all right? All right, like the, the a, cars. The cars made in U, in uh, Uruguay. Put it that way. Kazakhstan, okay, okay. Kazakhstan. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go with Uruguay, right? They make cars. Out there? Shiny car, beautiful lines, aerodynamics. The car just looks looks mint, looks fast, right? It's an unknown brand. You do you don't know the brand's not around. This is the first model that they produce. Uh, so it's it's coming from the lower league of car manufacturers, right? But still, the car has X amount of horsepower, has this, this, and that, and you pay for for the horsepower and the luxury that the car has, right? You get in the car, car breaks down after a week or is no good as a lemon, right? At this point, right, your expectation is, well, it came from a manufacturer that's not well-known. This is the first model. So my expectations, even though that I spent the money, yes, it could be because I spent the money, but still, I could say, well, this is not a, a, a car manufacturer like Honda, like uh, like Nissan, whatever. So in that aspect, do I feel that I should have had more expectations on the car, or that it was going to meet my expectations? No, you shouldn't I, have I, expectations. I know that I'm going on a little bit of a thing. No, you but. shouldn't have expectations. What you are is a burro. Because you went to that dumb car and bought that dumb kind of car for that type of preferred Ferrari price. You're a burro for buying that car and expecting it to be a Ferrari. That's the problem. They spent 
money on gold and they got copper back. That is wrong. They've got they got, you know, tricked. It's like my dad. My dad in 1990 was working in Newark, right up by Broad Street and got home with a VCR. Bought it for 120 bucks at the time. That's a lot of money. It was a beta or VHS. VHR, VCR. And he got home in the VCR. It was nice. And he took it out of the box. The VCR was stuffed wet newspapers. That gave it all the weight. He got gypped. And Benfica got a Darwin stuffed with wet newspapers. Benfica got gypped. My uh, my disappointment is uh, Everton. Um, because, obviously, because of uh, the, the great promise. I think that out of all the guys that we went and, and got, he was probably the guy that was that I was most excited about everything. A guy with uh, a proven track record, national team player, uh, one of the best players for Brazil at the Copa America. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I expected I expected a lot more from from everything. Um I think Afraid of, I'm with I, you. Look, if look. you take away the tag, if you take away the price tag, that's who I would go with as the most. No, but here's the thing. But and, and I'll t- I'll it. tell you my my real feelings about Darwin. I gotta be honest. Uh, like many Benficistas, we knew very little about Darwin. There was comparisons. He's the next Cavani. Blah blah blah. Oh, yeah. By 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 our our friend Sebast- uh, Sebastian. That's a, a Uruguayan dude. He had good things to say about uh, about Darwin. Um, so yeah, just like when you ask a Portuguese person about a Portuguese player, they always got good things to say about Portuguese people. But yeah. look, look to me from a very uh, early time uh, from after Benfica acquiring, I was always pulling for Darwin to succeed. I wanted Darwin to be the player that people expected to be. He wasn't. I, I had a you lot more patience for him. him. I had a lot more patience for him than you and Dave okay. had. But you don't think I want to eat crow? You don't think I want this guy to come back next year and back 25 I, goals? I you did. don't think I root for it? I don't root for the guy to but, be but, shit. But, just so I come on here. But like, I told you, no. But there's always, you always hope a little extra, much like you did for Tarap. Remember the Tarap days that you just, man, Tarap should be playing, blah, 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 uh-huh. blah, 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 And Tarap. So you always have that little, that little tiny hope that. And you guys hate him because he ate up $10 million. A, a, a I don't, I don't hate him. I don't hate you. I'm saying you guys, a lot of people hate him because he ate up 2 million, 2 million euros a year sitting at the beach when Rui Vittori wouldn't even look at him, right? People despise him for that. Well, now, this guy just ate up $25 million plus another $2 million in contract for one year. That's $27 million. And you don't hate him, but you hate the other guy that ate $10 million. I don't... I don't... I, I don't say hate, you. I, don't, I didn't right. say Alfredo. Right, didn't but, say Alfredo. What, what, but what I'm saying is that deep down inside, I always hoped that Darwin would become what I had hoped him to become, which was uh, a young kid that would come into his own, that would be a stud for us. Never happened. Will it happen? I don't know. I hope he turns around, but he's been a- Alfredo, you lose all... I don't want to say credibility, but you look to me in my mind, you lose all hope, you lose all, all defense, you lose everything, right? When you're the record signing... And you can't score inside the six on your own. That's it. You lost all that 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 touchy feely stuff. All bro, no. When you're a world record fee, you're coming in day one, 
And my man, you better strap on your seat. You better strap on your boots and be ready to go. There is no flexibility with you. There just isn't. And especially when you have a disastrous season that we've had and we need it. Yo, maybe those 25 million spread out between two other players. We'd be in a better position because if it was to, to keep Svetovic as your number one, regardless, you might have well gone out and got a got a number eight and got yourself a right back. Maybe the team would have been stronger because we couldn't count on this guy for the exception of a handful of games. Right. You just lose that credibility with me, brother. At 25 million is a record fee in the Portuguese league. You don't have the luxury of time. 25 mil, it's got to come in and it's got to do well. If I'm paying for a Ferrari, all I expect to do is turn the motherfucking key, step on that gas and take off zero to 60 in three seconds. Better not be zero to 60 in, 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 you know, in, in eight seconds because that's, yo, know, you got yourself a lemon, as you said. There is, oh, it's still a beautiful car. Yeah, but this shit don't run. Who cares? Oh, but it's good. Yeah, yeah, but. I step on the gas. They don't take off. That's what you got. 25 mil. He's got to come in. And I told you guys this at the beginning of the season. 25 mil. He's got to come in, score 25 to 30 goals. He was nowhere near it. If he was at 20, be like, okay, 20. Why? All right. Dude, he was a huge How many goals did he score? I'll bring that up here. Uh, what did he score? 12? Te- te- yeah, 10 to 12. He scored 12. Majority of those were in uh, Europa League, too, if well, I'm yeah, not that's, that's when he actually performed well, when he scored the three against, was it, Rangers? And he scored, I think he scored a hat-trick, too, against one of the Polish teams, right? Yeah. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Uh, Anyway, while Dave looks that up, uh, MVP. MVP for me is Otamendi. Um, And I think that throughout this season, if there was ever uh, a guy that demonstrated that wasn't happy with the situation, um, oftentimes came out in the media and, and, and press conferences and said, we have to change our mentality. We have to do this. We have to do better. That was the one guy that always said that was Otamendi. Um, for me, is he is the MVP. Um, and I think that if it hadn't been for him, it, things could have been a lot, a lot worse. So for me, is is the MVP. And when you give the MVP to a defender on a team like Benfica, that's expected to do a lot, uh, and I know that Ruben Diaz was also an MVP, uh, but certainly in Benfica's situation, uh, uh, the joke the joke is done. Uh, so uh, take it for what you will. Cristiano. My MVP is going to surprise you because I don't think anyone on the field deserves my MVP vote. So I'm leaving. I'm, I'm not casting a vote. I'm leaving that blank. My MVP goes to João, Paulo, and Luis May, rest in peace, the kit men. The men were behind the scenes doing all the dirty work, that will never get praised for. Those are my MVPs because those guys show up to work no matter what, and they have very minimum salaries, and they show up and represent Befica in the best way that they possibly can. They're not an embarrassment to the club like we've seen from majority of everybody we've seen on TV this year. So as far as on the field, I'm leaving it blank, and like it or not, it is what it is. That's my decision. Final, the vote's in. Dave. I go the same route as Cristiano. I did not cast a ballot for MVP. I didn't think anybody deserved uh, an MVP after this uh, this season. Thought about Otamendi, thought about Weigel, but at the end of the day, none of them uh, lived up to uh, the standards that I hold for an MVP of a Benfica squad. And we joke around sometimes on this podcast about the Baseball Hall of Fame that you have to hit certain criteria. And nobody on this team hit the criteria for me to uh, to win MVP. So... I left my MVP as blank. Fair enough. Uh, I really can't argue with that. 
I really can't argue with that. So, uh, any honorable mentions? <laughs> Otamendi. That's yeah, my I, honorable mention. If I had a, if I had a gun to my head, I would pick Otamendi as well. A gun to your head? You would have to Somebody's, push it that hard. That's yep. After this season, we are the real MVPs. Whoever watched uh, Benfica this season and put up with the shit that uh, that they uh, they went through this year, the fans are the real MVPs. That's Not going to the games and having to watch it on on TV. We are the real MVPs of the season. That's it. That's another fair point. I like that. I like that. Um, anything else that you guys want to add before we move on to our sell, keep, loan segment? Crickets. <laughs> I want to add that I can't believe it's not. I butter. longed. I longed for for, for the day that Andrea Almeida returned. <laughs> Capitão, oh my Capitão well, I mean, yeah, we, uh, I guess the disappointment could have been on Gilberto also, right? Especially when he's a guy that was handpicked by JJ Come on, Alfredo, now you're just being a douche The guy, you, pay, you <laughs> see what I mean? The guy, One guy you paid $25 million, it was an absolute bust Oh yeah, I, I believe it The other guy was a dollar and 33 cents And you're picking on it, come on, Alfredo I mean, nowadays gas is more expensive than Gilberto was, and you're complaining about it. Come on, Alfred. You're no, being I'm, unjust. I'm, I'm, stick, I'm sticking to my choice. I'm sticking to my choice. And and um, I know that is that Everton season at the end, uh, it seemed to pick up speed, and it seemed like the one bright spot in this team. As a matter of fact, against Braga, I thought that he was subbed out too early because he was a guy that could have, that just with, with the play could have made the difference. Uh but yeah, but he was. Uh, I expected a lot more from him, uh, especially f- because of his pedigree. All right, sell, keep, loan. Every year, uh, we will go through uh, through the squad, and um, we will tell you uh, who who we would sell, who we would loan, and who we would keep. And like I said in the beginning of the show, uh, after I'm done, we may have uh, five to uh, t- five to eight players. <laughs> In the squad, which would be uh, would be very bad. Uh, Dave also went ahead um, and did the did research on the players that are out on loan. Uh, he's got some stats on them, so I'm gonna sprinkle those guys in as we break down each one of the positions. Um, let's start with the keepers, right at the back. Vlakodimus, 27 years old, contract finishes in 2024. For me, it's a sell. Arrivederci. Or how do you say uh, goodbye in, in Greek? Ciao. I don't know. It's all Greek to okay. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got here that I will drive him to the airport. So yeah. that uh, should tell you what. Uh, yeah, we especially after. Yeah, especially after the statements that he uh, made uh, on international duty. I think that really sealed his deal. And, and Dave, I forgot to look it up, but did he play against uh, Sturil in the semifinal? Flakudimus? Or did Helton play? Uh, I let me double check, but I think maybe even Svilar played. But let me let me double check that uh, here for you guys. Yeah, because I'm 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 curious. And then the final JJ went with Helton, which I don't have a problem with. Uh, but I was just curious. Uh, but JJ did at one point say that uh, if he had been the starter, he would have punished them for the statements that he had while inter- at international duty. But because he wasn't a starter, there was nothing to punish. So I I don't know if maybe he didn't give him the final as punishment. 
Yeah, he did. He did start in the final in the semifinal. Semi. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, Elton late, thirty years old. Uh, contract finishes in twenty twenty five. I say we uh, we keep him and we build on that. I think that if we could bring another keeper, even better. Uh, but it has to be a better keeper than than Elton late or somebody that could compete with uh, Elton late. Cristiano. I, I'll be okay with Helton. I would like to, whether it be Svilar or bringing a young keeper that with real legitimate chance that is going to get better and improve and give that guy the secondary games, a guy that's, that's you know, that you could hand off the reins to in a couple of years, a guy that's going to be in goal for you for the next four or five years that you could really rely on. Um, so I, I'd be okay with that. I'd like to have a, a good young kid uh, come in and back up. Dave? I've got keep, but uh, just being realistically, if there's an offer that comes in, knocks us uh, out of the park, then I'd listen to offers, but uh, I'd also be happy with uh, him staying. Yeah. Uh, Svilar, which was the third goalie, 21 years old. His contract is up uh, at the end of next season. Uh, To me, uh, it's a keep, right? Because... He's had a, a decent year uh, at the B team from what I, I've read and, and from what I've seen. Uh, but I think that it's going to depend a lot on who Mefica bring in uh, and if Mefica can get rid of Lacolimus or not. Uh, but I, I don't think that's Villar on loan to a mid-table uh, first division team would be a bad choice. But on the last year of his contract, that could be a little little touchy. Christian. Um, I heard that his, his representatives, they cut off uh, contract uh, negotiations. They were looking for an extension and they actually called that off. So we'll see what happens with him. I, I would hate to give up on a kid after you invested so much time and money in. So I, I still think there's a goalie there. I, I like to see Benfica renew his contract. And if he's not going to be the number two, uh, loan him to a first division club and like they did with the all blocks of the world and the Edison's of the world and, and let them get the kinks out and let them get some experience and then possibly bring them back the following year. If he is a, a finished product and you're ready to get that diamond nice and polished and uh, uh, you know, might have something there. So I'm not ready to give up on, blo- on um, uh, Svilar just yet. Dave. I've got keep as well, but uh point that you made about his contract uh, coming up and if there is uh, an impasse here at uh, the contract uh, renegotiations uh, maybe something that we have to uh, to look at and maybe Benfica cuts ties if they're rather than losing him out as a free transfer uh, but I would like to keep him just like Cristiano said amount of time that we've already invested in this keeper he's still only 21 uh, I'd like to keep him uh, defenders, we'll start with the left backs. Grimaldo, 25 years old, contract expires in 2023. To me, put him on a market, try to get some money for him. Cristiano? Who? Grimaldo. Free kick <laughs> specialist. Uh, listen, I think I said, what, three years ago to sell him. So I think you sell him now, you're three years too late. CLR, the most overrated player in all of Portugal. Bye. Ciao. Ciao, Lara. I've also got uh, Grimaldo as a, as a sell, and yeah, I feel like every year we've said that sell, sell Grimaldo, and uh, he's still in the club, but uh, definitely one of the guys that uh, we can try to cash out on uh, right now. Um, Tavares, uh, for me, uh, 21 years old, 
contract ends in 2024 for me it's a loan I don't I, I I don't want to see this kid playing uh for Benfica let him run out as is the rest of his contract elsewhere and if he <laughs> and if he improves then by all means bring him back if not he's just not uh Benfica caliber I'm sorry I'm sorry well, they, you they need to do one of those deals that Portuguese clubs are very famous for let him go out on a free resend their contract and they keep 50% of his of his rights in case his next move so yeah um well, more so than loan i don't know i think that's probably a better option well and the reason for that um uh, is because benfica is restricted to how many players they're able to loan out to uh to first league first division teams and i think it's three it's like three right yeah it's only three now which so they changed that rule a couple years ago we yeah. can't just go around and, and and loan everybody out uh yes i think that uh, it would be that uh, i think it's it's a uh, rescind the contract if he keeps 50 of his rights and first uh first right of uh of refusal um shannon what did you say loan uh believe it or not i'm 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 still undecided with him I think like we've invested the last two years. I mean, might as well keep him around another year. But I think the problem is not him. I think the problem is the starter. You need to have a legit, legit starter. And if this guy's coming in to relieve him, play the Dasa games and whatever, I think it will be okay. I don't think it's the end of the world. And again, just because we've invested the last two years on him, um, I'd give him one more year to kick it around um, and see what happens. But we need to upgrade the starter ASAP. Yeah. And we're not even that deep at uh, at the left back position. Um, right backs, Andre Almeida, 30 years old. His contract ends in 2023. Uh, basically sat out all of the season. Um, I think for me, he's a keeper. Um, as long as he, he could get his head right and, and get away from that uh, Pizzi Rafa gang uh, mentality. I think he would be a guy to uh, keep around because I, I really do think that uh, in terms of personality and character, I think that he embodies what a Mifika player should be, uh, at least from what I've seen in, in past years, not in most recent past, uh, but he'd, he'd be a keeper for me. Christian? Keeper. Dave? I've got, I guess we have to keep him. He's coming off uh, an injury uh, plague season where you didn't play it all so what are we gonna get for him we're gonna i think what do we sack of marbles from we got it we got to keep him yeah uh gilberto 28 years old his contract ends in 2025 i'd say send him to brazil and never return him so either sell or loan i think that at this point with this much money in his contract i don't think you have a choice but to loan him Chris, well, money in his kind. I don't think he's getting paid a huge amount, but yeah, I mean, you give me a couple of ballers at Picanha in return, I gladly send them back to Brazil. Dave, I've also got sell for Gilberto. Uh, I don't think they're gonna sell him after one year though, but whatever, ship him out. Yeah, but they Put might him in a UPS box. Yeah, they might find a spot for him at the Brasileirão and, and send him back and and let him uh, play the rest of his years there. Of his contract. <laughs> the rest of his years. Yeah. He dies. Well, he's 28 <laughs> years old. Uh, by the time 25, that's, he, you know, he's going to be 32 years old by the time he finishes his contract. Whose idea was to give a 28-year-old a, a contract until 2025? 
Um, hey, the guy guy was hot on the market, bro. They needed to convince him. <laughs> he was hot in the market. He was going to be the next Marcelo. Well, that was on the left side. He's guys Daniel Daniel Alves. Alves. Guys the guys right don't know shoot no bola, caralho. Guys, é crack, pá. É crack, é, é crack é, do PlayStation. Dos matraquilhos. Era o melhor jogador da sua rua. Não laugh at In Brazil, that's not, that's, that's not easy. That's a big accolade. <laughs> It is. In Brazil, that's... Um, Diogo Gonçalves is 24 years old. His contract expires in 2025. For me, it's a keep. Uh, but I, I think that we need an improvement that uh, right back, I don't know if uh, Andre Almeida would take this the spot away from him, but I think he would. Uh, but I would love to see another guy to compete with those uh, three guys. But I think with Andre Almeida being healthy and Gonçalves now being an option or right back, I think that position is closed in terms of acquisitions. Chris? Keep as well, but I was disappointed in him. I thought he'd be better, at least on the attacking. And I think I spoke about this a couple pods ago. Um, you know, we all knew he was going to struggle some on the defensive end, but I had confidence in him going forward. And I thought I just expected more. We're talking about a kid that was a Portuguese international throughout his whole youth career. And then, you know, he had some games where he was stellar. He had some fantastic crosses, some nice assists, but a lot of the other stuff was just wasted. And I was just like, what? I, I, You know, I expect a little bit better, but nonetheless, I want to see the kid come back, um, you know, and, and obviously I'm not ready to turn the page on him. So, yeah, definitely keep. Dave. I've got him as a keep as well. Like I said, he was one of my uh, breakthrough players of the uh, season. So uh, let's see what he can uh, build off of uh, this first season here. Yeah. The other guy that's on the roster and did get some playing time early in the season is Juan Ferreira. Uh, and if you guys remember, he was connected. Was he connected to Barcelona at one point? Juve. Uh, he was going to Juve yeah, for yeah. Matias Perin on the way back. And then he fell his physical and everything fell down. Yeah. He's uh, 20 years old. So he's still, uh, I mean, he's still young. His contract ends in 2024. Uh, for me, it's a loan, especially with Almeida coming back and Diogo Gonçalves being there. Uh, we, we're not going to need another uh, right back, especially Keep. a young kid. Keep all day, keep all day. I mean, we see guys get injured all the time, Alfredo. Uh, he, at the very least, could get the Tasa of the Liga games and, you know. And let him play in the B. That, but, you know, he could play the Tasa of the Ligas and, God forbid, you know, Almeida or Gonçalves go down. You have, you have a reliable option as opposed at, to having to go back to the Gilbertos of the world. But at 20 years old, you're probably going to stunt his development by giving him bench you're time. You're not going to stunt. There's plenty of game time to go around. There's plenty of games to go around. Again, right. I think I think the thing was a couple of years ago was I think Mourinho started this right with you wanted to be too deep at every position. But now we see there's so many more games now. These guys are playing international games. They're playing, you know, the the the, the you know European competition games with their own club and Tasa the Ligas and this league and that league and that Tasa. I think if you're three deep with a young uh, third option, a guy that could develop and you could, you know, develop and watch his progress um, every day, I think I think you'll be okay. So. Um, I definitely keep them and give them some burn and uh, just let them progress. Dave, uh, I've got here as a keep slash loan. If uh, we're able to get get him those uh, those minutes, then yeah, for sure, I'd like to see him uh, be integrated more into the uh, senior squad. But if the minutes aren't available, then uh, loan him out so that it doesn't uh, stunt his growth. Yeah, but so but I'll throw this out at you guys, right? Because uh, in terms of right backs, we have two guys that are on loan. Uh, and Dave, you could give us the stats. Uh, the first one is Tomas Tavares, 20 years old, uh, same as uh, João Ferreira, and his contract finishes in 2024 as well uh, as uh, like João Ferreira. Uh, what has he done in terms of loan? I know that he split time. 
Yeah, he split the season between uh, Alaves and uh, Ferenc. Uh, played uh, 23 games this season, 20 starts, and three times off the bench. Uh, since arriving back in Portugal, Ferenc, uh, he's been a frequent, uh, was a frequent starter this second half of the uh, season with uh, Ferenc. Okay, so Benfica so brings back Tom Tomas Tavares, then I'm okay with loaning uh, João Ferreira because, again, it, you're substituting one for the other, which is doing exactly what I was saying. is the third option, a young kid that could develop. So either way, so if one stays, the other one leaves, or vice versa. So I'm okay with whichever one that I'm staying on the roster. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm I'm with you on that, and but I would probably give priority to Tomas Tavares because of yeah, his experience. of his experience. Yeah, that's fair. Dave? The yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. To be honest, I'm I'm okay if Tavares never plays another game with us. Uh, and like like his uh, counterpart Nunu Tavares, if uh, he never plays another game with the senior squad, I'm fine with that uh, as well. Um, and the other dude is uh, Pedro Pereira, 23 years old. His contract finishes at the end of next season. Dave, what's he uh, what's he done out on his loan? Yeah, he's been playing out uh, in Italy in uh, Crotone. Uh, 36 games played this season, 29 starts, uh, seven times as a sub. So was a frequent starter for uh, a club that ultimately finished 19th uh, in the uh, Italian First Division, but uh, did get frequent uh, starting minutes there. So they're going down, right? They are going 19. down. Um, all right, now... Uh... Our turn our attention to center backs, and we'll start with Ot- Otamendi, 33 years old. His contract finishes in 2023. Uh, to me, it's a keep. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's much question about that. Cristiano? Keep and hand them the captain's R band the first day they report for the physicals. Dave? Yeah, I've got keep as well. Uh, Verissimo, 25 years old. Contract finishes in 2025. That's a keep, too, keep. for me. Keep. Yep. Uh, Vertonghen at 34 years old, his contract finishes in 2023. Uh, should we be looking for a move for at the MLS? Should we be shopping him at the MLS, Cristiano? For me, it's uh, it's uh, it's get rid of him if you can. Yeah, if I if I could, I would too. Um, and again, it depends. If he has a good year, he's been he's been called up by the Belgian national team. And he should be starting for them. If he has a good year, there there might be some some interest uh, from from clubs, uh, you know, in him. So, in, I, I think in Asia possibly, or in the Middle East, you think he's thirty four years year. old, dude? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not thirty four yet. He's, he's already thirty four. He's already thirty four. Yeah. I think, like you said, the MLS might be uh, might be calling. But again, if he steps up and he plays well. Um, in the Euros, I think there will be teams lined up. You you remember there is a Thiago Silva, who's 36 years old, left PSG on a free, went to Chelsea, and now they're in Champions League final, and he's a starter on that team, and he's played relatively well. So I think he gives, um, you know, some of these older guys some some hope. You got 35 year old uh, Sergio Ramos. There's plenty of guys with that age. These guys nowadays are taking better care of their bodies than ever before. So again, if he plays well in the Euro, there might be some interest there from other clubs. If he's subpar, then yeah, he's staying at Benfica and he's not going anywhere. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I've got also a seller or listen to uh, to offers, um, especially that we've him and Otamendi kind of have that 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 same position where uh, they're both the the veterans in this squad and they, and they play that position. So if I'm keeping Otamendi, I'm definitely listening to uh, to offers for uh, Vertonghen. I'm getting rid of 
Vertonghen and the other senior citizen, Jardel, I'm bringing in David Luis. How about that? No, Joe, go ahead. Alfred. There's there's conversation about that. Yeah, the, I know, I know. The next guy is uh, Moratu, 19 years old, contract finishes in 2024, uh, and understanding that he got some some time here, uh, some some game time here in the later stages of the season, the last couple of games. Um, I think he's a keeper, man. For me, he's a keeper, at least. Yeah, keep. Keep as well. And, and, and let him be the young gun on the main team that's going to get some of those minutes and let him play on the B team and, and you know, um, and let him stay with these guys and the coaching staff and, and, and develop to what we expect our center backs to be. So I think he's shown enough promise. Wasn't stellar by any stretch of the imagination, but he's, I mean, again, as a fourth, fifth option. Well, if we're playing the three, three guys in the back, you, you, you better be the fifth, not the fourth option. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Dave, what about you? Yeah, I've got to uh, keep as well. Club's already invested uh, some time in his uh, development. So let's see. Uh, and six what... million to acquire him. Yeah. yeah. So let's see what uh, progression comes uh, along this uh, season coming up. Yeah. Jardel, 35 years old. His contract does finish at the end of the season. And I, I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, for as for as loyal of a servant as he has been to this Mifika club, um, I think that, uh, you know, to, to renew... Uh, the contract with Jardel will be a, a tremendous mistake. Yeah, I think you wait until the fans come back into the stadium next year and you put Jardel on the on the back of the ego and let him do a, a tour around the stadium, say hello to everybody, and send them off that way. But why why would they do that? They didn't even do that for Louis Zone. They didn't have any fans in the stadium when it was uh, Louis Zone's. It was at his request, I think. From what uh, okay. But if Jardel wants that, if if Jardel wants a send off like that, sure, we'll give him uh, the send off. But um, yeah, we're not we're going to resign him. Yeah, I think it would have been a good send off for Jardel. uh, And now that I'm thinking about it, uh, if he had been on a bench, Benfica wins the Portuguese Cup, Jardel hosts the cup and that's his send off. That would have been beautiful. That would have been beautiful in terms of guys that we center backs that we have on loan. Ferro who is on loan at uh, Valencia, 24 years old. His contract does finish in 2024, so he's got a couple more years of uh, of his contract. What did he do for Valencia? He, I think he, I remember playing him. Like he started the first game yeah. against Real Madrid, and I don't think he made an appearance after. He, he made he made three a total of three appearances oh, since he? arriving in February. Only two starts and uh, once as still, a. But Dave, aside from the first start, which against Real Madrid, he might have gone like 10, 15 games without playing. He yeah, might have made him he, now at the end of the year, but he went a long stretch without ever making an appearance. That's correct. Yeah, it was just towards the end of the, the okay. season here where right. he I, came I off as a sub. I think there was an injury because he came off as a he came on as a sub uh, right at the 90th minute mark in one match, and then um, started a match there towards the end of the season. So hasn't done I, much with uh, Valencia. I've always liked Ferro, man. The dude from those six months, he looked like he was the next. He was phenomenal. He lost his confidence. I don't know what he lost, but I would loan him out. But again, you, the thing that pisses me off is we all just sit here and we say loan, loan him out, loan him. And I think we figured the same thing, loan him out. Bro, you have to be strategic about loaning these guys out. If you're going to send them out to sit on Valencia's bench, then you might as well just keep them on the B team. There's they need no- to go out to play. Yeah, there, there's nothing strategic about the way Benfica loans out players. We wish there was some strategy behind it, but really what Benfica is looking for is for another team to support some of his salary. Benfica <laughs> atrae Buffon. 
that's uh, today's on today's cover. Yeah, we're gonna get forty-three-year-old Buffon to come and take over the reins at Benfica. That's the Shana, would rumor you be good with cover. Buffon as a starter and Elton Leite as uh, as a backup? Buffon's still good enough for for the Portuguese league now. His his dream of winning the Champions League will be over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's hard to say no to a legend. In, I know in football, but look. He definitely bring a lot of attention, a lot of eyes to Benfica in the Portuguese league, but it's a hard no for me. Like I would really? love to see him just because, bro. He's forty three years old. He's forty three. Alfredo, I can go back to an argument you, myself, and Steve had when we signed thirty three or thirty two year old Julius Cesar because he was old. This guy's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Gigi Buffon. But come on, dude. Nah, look, you talk about dumb signatures. This would be, you know, fits like, okay, you're going to come in, Gigi. We're not going to pay you the millions of dollars that you want, euros that you want. You're going to split time, yada, you know. Like, at the end of the day, Benfica's got more than a season to play, more than the 2022 season. You know what I mean? They're going to have the 23, 24, 25. So I like to see Benfica, if they're going to invest that time and money, get themselves a young. Again, It'd be an honor to have such a guy play for our team, but I, I, it's hard for me. But I would say no. Forty, if he was thirty-three, hands down, he's forty-three, dude. Yeah. Um. Just, just getting back to that Ferro. Uh, you take him back, uh, at Pifica and and let him. Uh, no, no. I told you I loan him. Loan him out. He's got to. He's got to go. He's got to get loaned out to a club where he's gonna play 30, 33 games. You know, being healthy, healthy. Play 33 games, 34 games. Just let him play as much as he can. Let him. That's what I would do. Because to come to Benfica and sit on the bench as well, it's not going to do him. Man. To play on the B team, a guy with that experience already, it's it's going to be yeah. confidence. It's going to mess him up mentally. So he's got to go somewhere and just play. I'm only taking. I would only take him to compete uh, for his starting spot. Not that I think he has much of a chance against Verissimo or Otamendi if, uh, if Ertongan leaves. I think that if Fertongan leaves, you'd be a good guy to add to the depth. But other than that, if Fertongan stays, I don't I don't think that he but has Alfredo, a But Alfredo, here's place. my problem. What have you seen over the last 18 months that, that gives you any confidence that you're going to get the same uh, the same uh, Fer- he hasn't been the same player. He's not been anywhere near the same player. But it's there. No, it was there. Where's it gone? He needs we, to play. I don't know. He needs You're to right. go, so, I needs agree to go with somewhere you. where where JJ's not going to be on top of him 24-7. He needs to know that no matter what, if he commits a mistake, he's going to play. Ebbing Fiki's going to be looking over his shoulder the whole time. He's not going to be caught. He needs to go somewhere where he regains that confidence and say, I'm the freaking man. And now he comes back and I'm the man. And that's yep. it. He needs to get over that. Let it's not going to happen at Benfica. Yeah. Let him go to a, to a Famalicão or, or a Mourinho of this world. Yeah, exactly. That's what he needs. Yeah. Um, Dave, I've got it. But it, the way you're, you're speaking, though, the the only way that I loan him out is just to regain his value because I think his 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 time with Benfica is done. His confidence is shot with the the team, and I don't think that they can bring him back to the this squad. I hope he goes on to to produ- to produce uh, well and has a good solid career. But I think his time with Benfica is done. So. We just loan him out to re- regain his value and then sell him off to a, a bigger club. 
Hey, maybe uh, Ruben Diaz will put in the good word and Pep will bring him in. Dude, I mean, right now, <laughs> it, it'd be like on one of those uh, church missions. We're going to do the good, the deed for the, you know, for the for, for these people going to help because nobody, a, a club like that, at least, no way they're going to take a gamble on that. I mean, come on. City's the got guys. They, they got guys just as good, if I not know. better, on the B team. They're not going to. They just, Ferro has really lost his junk over the last couple of years. He just lost his mojo. He needs to to play. No. And just and Dave might be right. I don't know if it's ever going to be at Benfica anymore. And again, and the only way we're going to see that Ferro at Benfica again is if he goes out somewhere where he's the undisputable starter and he's going to play 34, 35 games, then he might regain that guy back. But until that happens, I don't think you're going to get Ferro at Benfica at his best. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. See, that's a guy I root for. He didn't cost me $25 million, Alfredo. That's a guy I root for. I'm with you on that. Uh, the other guy that we have on loan is Conti, uh, but his, his loan deal ends at the end of this year so he would not be available to come back and i think that at this point uh Bifiga is just gonna let him rent out his contract and that uh that ends in 2023 he is 26 years old he spent the, the, the stint at Bifiga. obviously the Bifiga doesn't rate him uh that that high uh i think that regardless of what he's been doing in in mexico or whatever he is they've um, I don't think that he's he's coming back. To me, it's let him run out as the end of his his uh, his contract in in Mexico or Uruguay or Argentina. Yeah, that's um, I'm on board with that. Uh, I don't think he's ever coming back here. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, he between his uh, Mexican stint because now he's back in Brazil for Bahia, but uh, between his Mexican stint uh, loan stint and his Brazilian. Stint, loan stint he was back at the and training in in lisbon so if jj saw something in him i'm sure he would have wanted to integrate him into the squad but i think that's uh it for uh, conti yeah midfielders we'll start with the center uh gabriel 27 years old ends his contract in 24 uh i think to me this is uh sell no last year should have been gone last year you're too late. And the guy's ultra talented, bro. You see his left foot. It's a shame, man. It's a shame. It, is. it really it is. is a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but talking about guys that don't have half the talent that he that he has, that have the attitude and the desire to play and they don't get chances. Uh, here's this guy. Like you said, is a beautiful left foot. Uh, great long range passing. Uh, also has some some technical ability to him in terms of the dribbling the ball. And yet he can't put together. Um, the mental aspect, minutes. the mental aspect together with the technical aspect. Dave? Yeah, I, I, I've got him as a, as a sell. Just a player that has looked like he's lost interest for the, the club. And there was a time here where uh, we were speaking that he could get his Portuguese citizenship and compete for a spot on the uh, national team and is just a shadow of himself now from uh, what he was two years ago. Yeah, Shikinu, 25 years old. His contract ends in 2024. Um, I don't know. I think that, I think that we could probably use Shikinu to go grab a player at another club. Like uh, we talk about Musrati all the time. I think Shikinu would be a guy that would uh, fit well yeah. in the Braga system. And I don't think that it would be. I think it would be an upward or a lateral move from him, despite the, the difference in statures of clubs. But I think that at his level, 
to play at Braga and to get playing time at Braga, I think that would be a, a step up for Chiquinho. So to me, is 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 either a loan or a sell or a trade. Yep. Peace. Bye. Sell. Out the door. I've got him as a sell as well. When you were saying you, we can use him as a guy to go grab, I thought you were going to sell to go grab a Bifana and a Cerveja because that's all he's uh, he's good for uh, for us right now. But yeah, I've got uh, Shikingu as sell. Look, Shikingu, man, he shows flashes at times. He just, but you know, he's not a terrible player. He's not a bad player. He's just not a Benfica player. He's 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 at the caliber of Andre Almeida. He's like a utility player. Doesn't do uh, something extremely well. And it does it. He's just okay. He's just he's perfect for the versatile. Braga, the I know. Of the world, yeah, the I he's perfect for that. Not that the Benfica level. And I hate yeah. to rag on a guy, but when you starting guys like that, look, it's fine. You hide under Almeida on the right back. You hide him. You can't hide a guy in the center of the park. You just can't. No. Uh, Samaris. Samaris is 31 years old. Uh, his, his contract finishes in 2023. Uh, he spent most of the, the season uh, in uh, Greece recuperating from, it. what was it, an Achilles? Or, Achilles, uh, yeah. Achilles uh, surgery, that a problem that apparently he has been suffering. It's a chronic problem that he has been. It wasn't debilitating, but he had been suffering through the pain. Um, to me, it's it's a sell, too. Should never renew them. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? The club the club succumbed to the pressure of the fan base because mm -hmm. the fan base saw that last stretch that he had with uh, with Gabriel and said, we got to sign this guy along with the impression that he gives out to the fan base that he's Mr. Benfica, mm -hmm. which I heard isn't always, it's not always the case. Well, he could he could go join Katsarunis and Caragunis and open up their own Benfica of Benfica in Greece and watch the games from afar. You know what I mean? If he's such a Benficaista, but he shouldn't be wearing this shirt no more. Right, Dave. I've got a, just a, a mutual termination. I don't think nobody's gonna want to buy him off uh, off the club. But if we can come to an agreement just to to let him go on a on a free or just rescind his contract, but uh, yeah, I think his yeah. time is up. Here's club. another guy that we could use as uh, as a trade. Uh, for Musrati at Braga, there's another nah, guy. See, that I don't that guy. I don't agree with Alfredo because he's 31 and teams will take him. But his contract, unless Benfica is paying half of his contract, those teams aren't be able to afford him. Yeah, where the Shikingus they can. So that's why it's uh, not that I disagree. Disagree is the wrong word. I just don't think it makes sense for the other clubs, Alfredo. Unless Benfica is paying half of his salary, then it's going to be counterproductive to play. You know, pay for a guy's salary. He's going to be trying to knock your head off every time you play him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pizzi, 31 years old. His contract finishes in 2023. He's 31 so, already? Yeah, so him and somebody's both at the same age. Uh, to me, 29. Wow. Now, to me, if, if Benfica has to make some money on players, it would be Pizzi, but who's who's going to pay him? Who's going to grab him for money at this point at 31 years old? Unless he comes to the MLS. Epa. I'd keep Pizzi. I'd keep Pizzi because Pizzi has... You know, fantastic. Like on this day, you, like when PZ's on, you can say, yo, this guy's the best player in the league. He has those those games, right? Where you, if you don't know the guy any better, you think, oh, this is the best player in the league, right? And so for that reason alone, right, that he can, if he has a one of those seasons where, you know, he's consistent, right, and he's got his, his mind on right, Benfica's not going to get anywhere near the money that it's going to make any of us content. 
And then on top of it, you get rid of PZ for 15 mil. Who are you going to buy that's going to put on those type of performances, right? Where he looks like he's the best player in the league. You're just not. You're not going to get anybody anywhere near that. So for that reason alone, I keep him. The, the biggest, he needs to, to improve. He needs yeah, to the, be consistent. Yeah. The, the biggest thing for me is not even is inconsistency. I think that PT is a cancer in the locker room. That's the Bingo. opinion that I have. Yeah. Um, so regardless of his level of talent and, and his level of talent is not questioned. Uh, I do question his, his consistency, like Christina mentioned, but I think that he's too much of an inf- influential player in the locker room and too much of a prima donna. Uh, I mean, we saw it when he lost his starting spot. When he used to come into games, it was it was like Gabriel part two, just yeah, like uninterested. I'm with you. And we spoke about this a million times, Alfredo, right? But I think if Peasley, then, then you're right. But he, he's, there's there's a, a group of guys that needs to leave with him. Because he might be very influential in the locker room in a negative way, but he's not the only one. There's a, another handful of guys that need to be shipped down the same wagon as he does. As he does. Yeah. Uh, Dave, for you, is, is a sell, PT? It's a sell just on your fact. You hit it uh, right on the uh, nail on the head there. Just a cancer in the in the locker room. That's great that he can produce against these monkush and these smaller clubs. But if we're talking about starting a, a new season fresh and not carrying any negativity over from this past season, he's one of the players that has to go, especially if he's not getting his starting minutes, because then that's when he's going to be a prima donna and just creating more more problems uh, okay. going forward. I respect that. But question to both of you guys. Sell. So, what are you going to get for a 31-year-old? What would be the price that you're like, okay, I get this, he's out the door. Alfredo. I only see uh, the contract of a lifetime for Pizzi, whether it's in Asia, whether it's in the Middle East. That's, that's Fine, but the Benfica's only not way him walk for free. Benfica's not letting him walk no, for free. No, I don't, so I don't what think would, he's what would walk be for the free. offer? What would be the offer if you're the director sportivo de Benfica where you're like, I get this, it triggers my automatic release of PZ. What would be the offer? What would be the minimum you take? I should say. Not obviously well, the offer. If you get I mean, million, considering yes, he has two seasons left in his contract, I'd, pay, I'd probably let him go for 15 million as the minimum. Okay. Dave? I'm happy with 10 at 31. Okay. Uh, next one is uh, Julian Weigel, 25 years old. Contract finishes in 2024. For me, it's a keep. Uh, albeit, I don't think that six is his position. I'd Chris? sell. Go get Musrati. Go get other players. I'm pretty sure for the 20 million that you could fetch for him, you could reinforce your club another week. Week, you know, you could get a, a number six. And again, not that he was bad, but you could get a number six that's more. Uh, physical in the middle uh, that we need, like a destroyer, and you could probably use some of that money to strengthen some other position. So I'd probably sell. Dave, I'm I'm willing to uh, listen to offers, considering on how poor he was um, starting off the season and how poor he was to finish off last season. He's he's definitely in form now, and you're seeing in the papers that. Uh, Chelsea's got an eye on him, whether or not that's true or not. But if uh, if he's on form right now, strike while the iron's hot and uh, see what we can get from him. I think we got to go more than the twenty million that we initially paid for. If we can get thirty plus, 
then definitely listen to those offers. I would, um, if we have to sell them up, I would be happy if we split even at 20 million. I think it's, uh, it's good money. Uh, Tarapt, for me, Tarapt is probably in the same situation as Pizzi in terms of who's, who he's going to appeal to. Uh, 32 years old, contract finishes in, in 2023. Um, I just I just think that mutual termination for me for Tarapt, I don't know if he's going to be able to give more to this team. I think the team, Tarapt doesn't, I think the Tarapt deserves better um, in terms of the position that he's been asked to play. I don't think that's his natural position. I don't think where he's most comfortable. He's just happy playing. But he's not he's not the guy for that position. He's not the guy. He's not the eight. He's not the eight because he's, he has no defensive positional sense. Chris. I'd keep that up to her. Uh Dave. I'm not gonna elaborate on it. You guys know how I feel about that. <laughs> no. I, I keep I've, him around. I, I've also got him as a keep. He's one guy that actually shows any heart uh, on this on the squad, and um, I, I would keep him. Okay. Um, there's the Vita Vaj, but he he didn't play any any minutes. He he was going to be part of the squad, but then he had a knee injury in the beginning of the season. Ended up sitting for most of the season, and then they're playing for the B team. Uh, I don't think there's any sense of us even commenting on him uh, in terms of loan. Guys, uh, we'll start with Alpha Smedu. Uh, 23 years old, contract finishes in 2023. Dave, what's what's Alpha Smedu been up to? Yeah, he was playing in the uh, British uh, Championship with Reading, played 40 games this season, 25 starts, uh, 15 times off the uh, bench as a sub. So, uh, looks like a guy that uh, got some uh, good starting minutes there at the season. Yeah, Christian, I was even thinking that maybe Smedu, because uh, JJ likes physical players in the, in the midfield as six, I, I thought that maybe Smedu could fit that profile. But I don't, I mean, when you struggle and you're not an undisputed starter for a championship team in, in England, I very much doubt that you have enough caliber to play at this Pifika team. But I don't think he struggled. He played well. I think he had flashes. He had a lot of games. I follow him. We still talk once in a while. I follow him on Instagram, see a lot of his highlights. Um, look, he's not Patrick Vieira, but I think in a team with, you know, financial strains on it that we talked about earlier in the podcast, Benfica's not going to have a lot of money. They're going to have to bring back some guys. And so if you bring back an Alpha Smith, you're getting rid of Samadis, you're getting rid of Gabriel, you bring back an Alpha Smith as my third option, right? A guy that's going to play a couple of games in the B team probably, and then is going to split the rest of the time on the main team. But I, I'd be totally comfortable with Alpha Smith as my third option and right there, you know, as a six, or he could even play an eight once in a while. But I'd be, I'd be comfortable with him. I'd bring him back just because you're not going to have enough money to go get everybody else and reinforce every position. So I'd have no problem with Alpha Smith coming back and being a backup. Yeah. Dave? I, I never had a problem with him uh, either. It's just another one of these guys that uh, – Maybe they've gotten a taste elsewhere and maybe they don't want to come back to uh, Benfica, but uh, I wouldn't be, uh, I'd be comfortable with having him come back as well. Yeah. Uh, Nun Santos, who is at Boavista, 22 years old, contract finishes in 2024. What did he do at Boavista? This is one of the guys that I didn't think was uh, going to be mentioned here. I didn't have him on my list, I'll, Alfredo. Here. That's Let okay. Me... Uh, Chris, let's talk about Jetson, 22 years old. 
contract finishes in 2023. It's he's a definitely. I mean, when you're talking about bringing guys back to the midfield, it, I mean, this is a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I'd bring him back as well. I bring him back and let's see what we got. Let's see what you know. If JJ could get something out of him if JJ is indeed here next season, but um, I'd bring him back and again, B team for some games, A team main squad and and you know again yeah. throw him in the mix and see what you got. Yeah, it's it's worth mentioning that uh, Jetson was already on loan when JJ took over this team, correct? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, he was started yeah, he was off last season. He left January. Yep. Yeah, because he had a, a year and a half uh, of of loan. If I'm not mistaken, at Tottenham. Yep. 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 Um, Dave, keep Jetson. I, I would I would keep, but um, I mean, when has Benfica? ever loan players then have them come back. Dio Gonzalez is, is one of them that uh, that comes to mind right now. But most of the time, once we loan him, it's pretty much that you're halfway out the door and it's very rare. Alfredo, yeah. I mean, Alfredo, Dave, don't discard COVID. COVID. Yeah, that's true. It's, Finances. It's, 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 the, it's the asterisk. Mm-hmm. It's the asterisk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's the footnote that we, we can't forget. Uh, Florentino. 21 years okay. old. Oh, oh uh, what did what did Jetson do? Do you have that? Yeah, he played 20 games this season, 19 starts, uh, 17 of those starts coming uh, after uh, he joined Galatasaray. Uh, so majority of his playing time came uh, once he made the switch to uh, Turkey. I mean, it's not, yep. uh, you know, they didn't win the league, but they were they were in a fight. Um, Florentino. Uh, 21 years old, contract finishes 2024. Uh, didn't play much for for Monaco, correct, Dave? Yeah, only uh, 11 games uh, this season, uh, two starts, and uh, nine times off the bench. So not a lot of uh, run for uh, Florentino and Monaco. Yeah, so I I, I think that he's, he just fits the bill in terms of what uh, Cristiano was saying, to, uh, Alpha Smith. If if we're gonna let those guys go in the midfield, we need to kind of backfill with some of these guys were they're already on our books for me it's situation yeah yeah different situation alfredo he's he still has that sex appeal florentino yes there's still very many people intrigued by him so i will listen if i get anything over 30 i would sell him but because see i'm not gonna get that with a jetson i'm not gonna get that with an alpha smith that's why like for that you know for peanuts i might as well bring him back Florentino, there might be someone there willing to pay that type of money. Yeah, and apparently Benfica has warded off some some offers for mm-hmm. him at, at some point. So if I could get thirty plus, I'd probably I'd probably sell him. But if I don't get anything near that, then I, I'd absolutely keep him. And, and as we said, it, it, play him. But again, we need we need a legit number six, and 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 Florentino has to learn off of that guy and possibly you know learn to play more minutes in the second half of the season but he needs to 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 have someone a veteran a guy that's been there done it because if he comes in day one being a starter i think jj is going to eat him alive yeah dave it's a keep for you it's a keep but uh if we get a good offer i'm uh that's that's easy money to make and we don't have to necessarily subtract from uh the squad that we're, we're currently uh playing with right so right um did you look up noon sense is anything worth for us to talk about he played a lot i think i think he played a lot at bovish but that's 22 the type of years guy old I, I loan him out i yeah. mean 
you know, again, you have so many other options as we talk about Jets and Alpha, Florentino. Yeah. I think those guys yeah. come before he does. So I think he's an easy loan or whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, Tony. he played 30, uh, 30 matches uh-huh. uh, this uh, this year. Uh, started 20, came off the bench. Uh, uh, sorry, started 21 uh, and came off the bench as uh, nine times. So got some good run there uh, towards the end with Lovish then. Yeah, that's significant. Krovinovic, 25 years old. Contract finishes at the end of this upcoming season. Um, I don't know. I, I, I personally expected him to have a better year um, on his first England stunt, stint, and then he ended up at the at the championship. I, I think that I've, I've lost a little bit of interest in Krovinovic or the expectation that I had. But Cristiano and I were talking about this, and we're talking about the Ryan Gold um, rumor. Uh, and I was saying, I told Cristiano, I would probably take Rovinovich over Ryan Gold. But that's just me. I'd bring him back just for the simple reason. I don't think anybody's going to pay much for him at this point. So, you know yeah. what? Let him come in, kick the tires in preseason and see what we got in him. Yeah. And, and maybe there's an interest uh, by, what, what is he playing for? Queen, Queen Spy? He's not. No, playing, not no, he's no. with Nottingham uh, Forest. Forest right now. Yeah. Maybe there's an interest in Nottingham Forest for grabbing him if if they if he's cheap. Yeah, but cheap. Why, why sell them for five million bucks? Right? Just, is that cheap? Just get that the, you got? just get the, the salary off your books. But they're paying I mean, a got, salary already. We got yeah, you got one year left. I mean, like I said, I bring them in. Let's kick the tires. See what we got. Yeah. Um, the other the other dude is uh, Dantush, twenty years old, twenty twenty four. Obviously, uh, is uh, is experiment, a science experiment, and and Bayern. Um, came to an end after Flick uh, was appointed to the the German national team. He was a pet project of Flick. Uh, we all know what uh, what Dantes lacks. Uh, he doesn't have the body to play at this level, uh, regardless of his technical ability and his soccer IQ. Um, let him get back to the Seychelles and, and have uh, Sports Bloom uh, work out on what he's going to end up but I, I i don't think he he's not going to count for jj for sure jj likes physicality in the middle of the park identify the best player in the portuguese league not playing for porto sporting go get that guy and use Thiago Dantas as a trade chip to 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 soften the the price tag to bring down the price tag yeah it could be I think I it could be used as a as a because I don't I think he's 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 not even going to be considered for the A team and and there's valid reasons why he's not, uh, but it it certainly you know it's it's a shame really for me because I've been a fan of him forever, um so for me it's a it's a loan also, for for Dantes, Cristiano bargaining chip for Dantes or or a loan he has no room for this team, Dave. Yeah, I just there's no spot for him in this squad. So unless he's he's willing to go back to the the B squad, um, then yeah, use him as a bargaining chip or or loan him back out. Yeah, wingers, Pedrinho, 23 years old, contract finishes in 2025. Uh, for me, it's a keep. Chris, Pedrinho, keep, keep. I mean, keep. Let's see what we got. Let's get him some more playing time. Um, the kid's very skillful. Uh, Dave, definitely keep. Yeah, I've got keep as well. Like young guy, and uh, 
not going to sell it to try to make a return on their investment uh, yet. Still give him another season to see what we've got in him. But uh, yeah, definitely keep. Here's one that surprised me by his age. Uh, Franco Servi, he's 27 years old. Contract to 2023. He looks a lot younger than 27. Uh, for me, Benfica should have sold him when there was interest in the winter break. Um, and they decided to keep him because obviously we had some 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 guys go down. Uh, but to me, is is definitely a, a sell if the opportunity is there. Well, rumor is that he's got everything lined up with Celta de Vigo and that he is right. finally leaving now. So see what happens. Yeah, Dave. If there if there's already a transfer negotiated for him, that's uh, that's good. But I, I like Serdvi. I like that he the the heart that he would play with. Uh, just another guy that uh, you could plug in. Um, wasn't necessarily the best at, at his position, but you could at least see that he played with uh, with heart when he did uh, play. So um, I wouldn't be upset if he stayed, but if he's he's going, I, I understand that as well. Yeah. Uh, next one for me is Everton. I, I don't think there's any question. That's a keeper. 25 years old. Contract finishes in 2025. Chris? I mean, I'm keeping unless some team finds some money down but that the that's the rainbow. guy i would sell for ridiculous money if some team finds some money in the in the, in the treasure over there at the end of the rainbow yes of course he's the only guy that's gonna have any type of intrigue like yeah you know someone there's a fool born every day that thinks they could turn someone's um you know metal pot into to some 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 gold you know plated uh chess piece you know so yeah if i get something crazy for him i would do it if, if not yeah, I've got, I've got keep it as well. We really just started to see the flashes uh, of Everton these last uh, couple of games down the stretch here. So let's see what uh, a full uh, year in Portugal under his belt and what he can do uh, next season. Yeah. Uh, Rafa, 28 years old, contract finishes in 2024. To me, if uh, it would be, uh, he would be on a market for me. If somebody would be willing to take him. Rafa, he, he got called up to the Portuguese national team in the Euro. I don't know how much he's going to play, but again, the minute you make that Euro roster, you gain some value. And so I, I think Benfica will be looking to ship him up because that's one of the few pieces that they're willing to get rid of and that they'll make money off of. So I think he's gone. All right, Dave? Yeah, I've got possibly sell as he's one of the few players that we can actually uh, make some uh, money and has any value on uh, the squad. Do you think the uh, he was called up by uh, by Fernando Sanchez as a as a gift for Benfica? Because rather other than him, there was uh, and even his call up was questionable. But if uh, he was called up to increase his value and drop some uh, interest from other clubs. Uh, thank you very much. Well, I tell you him and, and William Carvalho, and maybe there's another one or two guys you can make the argument. Those guys are sure as hell glad that they went to 26 as opposed to the regular 23. So I think you could definitely do it. I don't know if it was a gift, but look, he's got the one thing that you can't teach, which is that blazing speed. So, you know, in a game, in a game, Portugal might need someone off the bench to break down the opposition that speeds a killer. So um, yeah. I think that's why he's there because he's got wheels. Yeah. The other, uh, out of the three other guys that are on uh, loan that are, that are wingers, uh, Caio Lucas, Yoni Gonzalez, no, no sense in going to them. Jota, uh, 22 years old, 24, 2024 is when his contract ends. 
to me is bring him back, see what he wants, see what he could do, uh, see if he's learned anything. What has he done over at uh, where he was? Yeah, it was in Valladolid. Uh, I believe they were relegated. So uh, played 18 games this season, eight starts, uh, 10 times off the bench, uh, two goals uh, scored. So I uh, wasn't getting consistent uh, game minutes in uh, for a squad that uh, was ultimately relegated. But uh, let's see what uh, if he learned anything when he comes back to uh, Portugal. I'd um yeah I'd bring him back as well. Again, we've had so many monkeys on this year's team, right? Giving them minutes. Uh, why not give a kid like that that's ultra talented, give him some some minutes see if he develops. Uh, this was the next guy in the Seychelles after Juan Felix. He was supposed to be the next. He was the next gem. We all had such huge expectations for this kid, and you know he hasn't quite lived up to them. Uh, but some guys it takes a little bit longer than others, so. Again, I don't, there's a lot of potential there, um, and it's relatively risk-free for Benfica at this point. So bring them back and, um, you know, again, preseason. It's all about preseason. Let them, yeah. let them kick it around and get some minutes on the JJ and see if, uh, if it is, again, if JJ is back and see if he's the type of player that the coach wants to go forward with. So I don't think, you know, I mean, you could do a lot worse. Uh, Dave? Yeah, I said I, I'd – Bring him back in and okay. see what uh, what he learned here. Uh, forwards, uh, Seferovic, 29 years old, a contract finished in 2024. Uh, for me, if if uh, if an offer is there, uh, I would sell. Yeah, I think they should have sold him two years ago. Yeah, Dave. So. Yeah, sell while the iron is uh, is hot for Seferovic. Maybe he goes to uh, the Euros, tears it up with the uh, the Swiss national squad. But uh, we can't make the same mistake that we did two years ago and uh, not afford to uh, to sell him. Uh, next one is uh, Walt Schmidt, twenty five years old, contract finished in twenty twenty five. To me, uh, he's a keeper unless we get a comparable offer from another club at the price that we bought him for. Then at that point, I wouldn't mind cutting our losses and letting them go. But then again, look, if we if we don't have money to go get all these guys, we're going to need some of these guys. Christian. Yeah, I, I, look, you talk about disappointing, right? He was definitely a huge disappointment this year, but you got to keep somebody. So I, I keep <laughs> Dave, I've got him as a as a force to keep. So I, I'll write along those lines that uh, we can't sell everybody. So I think we're forced to keep him because we're not going to be able to sell him at the value that we bought him at. So uh, at this time, it's just a, a force to keep. Yeah, uh, Darwin, twenty one years old, twenty twenty five. Um, I I think that if if an offer comes in, I wouldn't I wouldn't turn it down. Uh, but Dave, as you just mentioned, he's we can't just let everyone go. And being that we spent so much money on him, I very much doubt that Vieira would let him go on a cheap. So I think force keep, I guess. Yeah, that's what I've got here for Darwin too. Another force keep because I don't know, unless some some there's footage out there in the universe that uh, other teams are watching of Darwin that uh, we didn't see this year. I don't think we're going to be able to uh, increase his value uh, substantially to uh, what we would have liked to uh, have sold him at when we made the uh, initial investment on him. So I think at this point, 
forced to keep and see if he's able to uh, regain any form uh, next season. Ain't no one forcing you to do nothing. Ain't nobody going to offer you nothing. So you got no choice but to keep him. It ain't force. No choice. <laughs> Gonzalo Ramos, 19 years old. Uh, contract finishes in 2025. I mean, I think this is uh, a perfect example of uh, of a guy that we should be uh, loaning out to go cut his uh, teeth uh, elsewhere for me. Gonzalo Ramos, he needs playing time. Uh, and I don't think that that playing time is going to be there with JJ, especially with Pinu uh, joining the team. Vinicius possibly coming back if Wolves don't snap him up. Yeah, but look, Pinu's definitely joining the team. If Vinicius comes back, then it's a no-brainer. You got to loan the kid out. But if Vinicius doesn't come back again, that's we talk about very few chips for Benfica to sell in order to get bring some money back in order to go you know, pay the bills and reinforce some other positions of need. You know, we need a six like you and I need air, right? We need an eight. We don't have any of those. So Vinicius is one of the few guys they could actually get something back for 25 mil plus. So I think Vinicius probably won't be back. And then it opens up the door for a kid like, like uh, Gonzalo Ramos. So again, if he's my third option or four at the very least for it, but anybody, if, if there's three guys ahead of him, it starts making me, you know, wonder uh, if it's best to keep him around because he needs the kid needs to play. He needs to play as much as possible. Um, so I'm saying keep, but it all depends on what Benfica does in the offseason. Yeah. Um, in terms of the loans, guy, no no need to talk about Cadiz and Christian Arango. Uh, but I would Vinicius, I, I think that because we follow the EPL, we know that Vinicius hasn't played as much. He's 26 years old. His contract finishes in 2024. Um, Dave, do you have those numbers, Andy? I mean, they, were, they weren't significant. No. Uh, 22 games played this season, 10 starts, 12 off the bench. Uh, majority of his starts and goals scored actually this season came in the, the uh, Europa League and FA Cup. So, um, six goals in the Europa League, three goals in the FA Cup. So, was used as a uh, as a player for these uh, these these other tournaments rather than the uh, Premier League itself. Yeah, Cristiano. I I already told you. I think if you could get a good offer for him, you know, this is uh, the guy that uh, Vieira said he was going to sell him for record that he had received. Uh, what was it? 80 million? Offered? 60 million. And he turned, he it turned down, down yeah. sell him for a hundred million. Yeah. Then they got an offer. Was it 200 million? Uh, offer for two for, players for, yeah, for two, him and Ruben Diaz. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what two players that is, but if he turned that down, the dude definitely needs to get his head checked. Might've been from one of those banks that he so much supports. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The banks that was uh, offering to acquire him for the money that Vieta owed him. Maybe. Probably. Yep. All right. And that um, that reaches the end of our uh, of our segment. I know that we're dragging a little bit along here. We're we're approaching uh, what about uh, an hour and forty five minutes, I think. Um, but we we had to do this. Uh, I didn't want to um, do another podcast next week. We could, but let's just wrap this up and end this misery. Um, lastly, I I just wanted to. Um, to thank everyone that that uh, tuned in every week and, and listened to the show and, and and suffered with us and and experienced the same type of frustration, um, not only with with Befica but you know with with life in general. I know that it hasn't been an easy year. 
uh, not being able to go to the stadiums, uh, not being able to do a lot of things that you're used to doing uh, during the regular days with COVID, so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, we certainly appreciate you you tuning in and every uh, week and, and and checking us out and providing us our feedback and and providing us love. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, let's hope for a much better season uh, next season uh, and and maybe uh, we JJ's promise in the beginning of this uh, season will uh, will eventually uh, come true. Uh, so thank you very much, Cristiano. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I I'm with you. Thank you guys for all the, the amazing support. Um, we absolutely love you guys. I know sometimes we come out here, we you know, say a lot of dumb things that you agree with, you disagree with, but nonetheless, we're trying to give you our opinion. Um, not to offend anybody, but you know, it's 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 good Benfica talk. We love doing this for you guys. We uh we hope you guys love listening to us and listen. Be back for next year. Bumzarazar, Benfica podcast. And uh, very much look forward to speaking to you guys again. And as bad as a season we had, um, I'm, you know, I'm anxiously awaiting next season because it's a way to turn over a new page and, and hopefully erase this tragedy that we saw this year and uh, give us another another reason to root for. Hopefully we'll be allowed back into stadiums. We'll see each other at the start of the Luz. Um, Share a couple, be fun, some beers, whatever, have a laugh about all this stuff. So I look forward um to, to next season man this this has been a very hectic season not just because of the results but the whole covid we all have families we all have lives it's it's just been complicated and so hopefully uh there's a light at the end of the tunnel uh for ourselves for our personal lives and and also for our you know glorioso benfica so again couldn't thank you guys enough we do this for you guys get excited to come out here and talk for you guys hopefully um you know you you, you enjoy it as much as we do if yeah, I hope uh, everybody has a, a good, relaxing uh, summer here and uh, is able to take uh, time off to recharge the batteries. And and uh, on to next season, we're, we're done with uh, this season. We did the recap. We did the autopsy. It's, uh, it's dead and over with. And uh, on to brighter and better things uh, in the future. So hope everybody uh, continues to stay safe uh, with these uh, – this- break and uh, we're able to uh, chat and uh, meet again soon uh, for the start of the next season. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, that's absolutely right. So that, uh, that wraps up this uh, season of the Benfica podcast. Uh, next season, we will enter our um, 10th anniversary. Um, so uh, looking forward to that. Look, like I said, looking forward to, um, to a better season for Mifiga. But also, um, before I tell everyone to enjoy their, their summer Kick rocks. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Cristiano and I have, I have some things, uh, that we're, we're talking through, uh, in terms of time added on. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but that's the, the, the show in which we have five topics and we discuss five, uh, topics, uh, in two minutes each, but Cristiano and I are, are, are thinking about doing, a, uh, that, show but uh what with the difference uh instead of topics is going to be something else that we're going to discuss but uh stay tuned to our twitter page and and we'll we'll announce that yeah that, is, that should be one of the on our platform as well being if you can pin it yeah um check those guys out there's plenty of look those guys are always working hard benfica fm Ubrinku, everybody involved uh with that project just does a phenomenal job and uh we hope to be you know providing content uh like alfredo mentioned with the uh, time added on 
Um, and, you know, they'll be providing plenty of content. There will be plenty of Benfica talk uh, in this time that the Benfica podcast will be on a hiatus. You know, we'll be recharging our batteries for next season. Uh, but nonetheless, you'll be hearing plenty from Alfredo and myself and, and the rest of the family uh, over Benfica Independent. And Dave hopefully could jump in with us one day um, and kick it around on Time Added On. That's right. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your summer. Stay safe. Um, that's it. Take care. Later, guys. <laughs> Arrivederci.